Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Have pity on us. This is the cry of the lepers when they see Jesus passing before him, before them, as they are uh, this, this group of people that have been cut off from the community, and th- Jesus is their last hope. They're crying out. They're adoring Jesus, saying, You are my Lord. Have pity on us. They're asking for healing and for healing of their leprosy, of their skin diseases, because this, our Lord was the, their only hope to be restored to life, to be made new. Because in the ancient times, the, the, the disease of leprosy uh, that we know today is Hansen's disease, but all other skin ailments, when there was one deemed by the, the temple priests or the synagogue priests to be um, so severe, that they were then kicked out of their community. They were cut off from their family, from their friends, from their comforts of home and life and support, and also cut off from worship of God in the temple. They had to put their hand over their upper lip and call out, unclean, unclean, wherever they went. They were stigmatized. They were um, not able to touch anything, not able to be in close contact with other people because their, their disease of uncleanness, their, their leprosy, would make anything else that they touched unclean as well. So we have the physical separation, but uh, just, just meditating on the, the, the spiritual desolation, the, the, the moral anguish that came from this skin disease, from their leprosy, being cut off from the community. Thinking about, they, they probably wondered, am I ever gonna get healed? Am I ever gonna get well? Am I gonna see my family again? Am I gonna see my children, my grandchildren? Am I gonna be able to go to the temple to worship God? This was some of the thoughts that I would imagine were going on in the lives of these 10 lepers, of all lepers. Wondering, am I ever gonna be well? Am I ever gonna get healthy again to be restored to life in the community? I'm sure some lacked hope that they had just given up, but then they heard about this preacher this itinerant man going around who is doing miracles. And Jesus chooses to go through this town of Samaria and on his way to Jerusalem. And these 10 lepers have this opportunity to renew their hope. And they see Jesus passing by them. And they call out, Jesus, my master, have pity on us. Have mercy on us. They are... And, and we'll go into that in just a few minutes as we get into the gospel. But as we, our, our Old Testament connection today, our first reading really explains to us uh, the power and the necessity of one thing. We have Naaman the Syrian. He is this uh, top general in the Assyrian army who was the world superpower at the time of the 8th century. So this was about the 700s B.C. He was uh, doing it, he was extremely accomplished, but he had one issue. He had leprosy. He had a skin disease, and this uh, uh, hindered him from uh, doing everything that he had wanted, 
from attaining the highest the stand, standing in his community among all of the other Assyrians in the army and, and in society. He uh, heard about this prophet in the land of Israel that uh, could work miracles. And so he goes to the king of Israel who thought that he was coming to scout out the land and overtake them. And yet he goes and uh, goes to the prophet Elisha, is uh, asked to wash in the Jordan River seven times. And then as we know the story, he, he is made clean. But the one thing for us today from that passage is that Naaman had to do a very difficult thing. He was prepared to do uh, some crazy things, the most extravagant tasks, to stand on one foot, to spin around and eat locusts for a month. Or an example from my own family. Uh, there was one time my sister, uh, my younger sister, uh, she had the hiccups. And I was like, I have a great idea. I, I know how to get rid of your hiccups. So I asked her to bring up a kitchen chair from downstairs, which was obviously a wooden chair and very heavy, and asked her to bring up a cup of water and a spoon. And then I said, if you are able to sit on the chair upside down and drink this glass of uh, some water from the spoon, your hiccups will go away. And she did all of it, but her hiccups remained. I was the ornery big brother in that story. But, so, but the, the point is that Naaman was ready to do all sorts of difficult tasks, and that would have been easy for him. He had to do the more difficult thing of humbling himself before God to be healed. He said, there are more beautiful rivers in my own country, which is very true. The Jordan River, even to this day, is um, a dirty, um, unclean river in terms of its physical characteristics. Because the water is dirty, it's a little polluted, um, you don't really want to get in it. <laughs> But this was the way that God destined for him to humble himself and say, to go and wash in this river seven times. He did so. He was about to walk away, but he humbled himself and said, I will give this a try. I will, I will put my faith in Christ, put my faith in God to be healed. And lo and behold, he was. This was um, the, a similar thing for these lepers because as they humbled themselves before God, they too were cleansed. They, they bowed down and worshiped. They said, I have no other option. I have no other hope except Christ. And I believe in you. And I'm going to humble myself and ask for your mercy, to ask for your healing. And lo and behold, all 10 of them were cleansed. All 10 of them were, were wiped clean of their skin diseases and made new and given a new chance at life, restored to the community, restored to life in God, in their family, and in worship. There's a medieval bishop by the name of Bruno of Segni, and this, this bishop from Italy was one uh, who lived in the 1100s and wrote a commentary on the gospel of today from St. Luke. And in his commentary about the 10 lepers, he had this to say. The ten lepers stood a long way off because no one in their condition dared to come too close. We stand a long way off too while we continue to sin. 
to be restored to health and cured of the leprosy of sin, we also must cry out, Jesus, Master, take pity on us. That cry, however, must come not from our lips, but from our hearts. For the cry of the heart is louder. It pierces the heavens, rising up to the very throne of God. The spiritual fathers, they, uh, they connect this physical disease of leprosy to the spiritual disease of sin. They connect these two because they are very much related. In the, in the scriptures, they don't talk about lepers being healed. They talk about lepers being cleansed. We talk about sin being wiped away, sin being cleansed from our hearts and from our lives as well in our own day. The act of humbling ourselves, the act of saying, Jesus, have mercy on me, just as we did at the beginning of Mass. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Begging God our Father, humbling ourselves to say, I need you. I need your help in my life to overcome these challenges of sin in my life, to be aided, to be helped, to be filled with grace in our life, to overcome these challenges and the leprosy of sin. And so just like the lepers, they were cleansed, and so we too can be cleansed from our sins. And we stand afar off begging God for his forgiveness, begging him for his healing, his restoration, his cleansing from our sins. That begins with confession. It begins with baptism and the sacraments of the church that are here to give us life. The invitation for us today, brothers and sisters, is the sacrament of confession. For we remember what sin is and what it does to our hearts and our lives. There is no such thing as a private sin. This is because sin affects the body of Christ. When one member is suffering, all of us suffer. But when one member is thriving, we all can do well. And we all do well as, as well. Because sin in its essence is us saying, I am God and you are not. God, uh, you just stay where you are. I am in control. I want to be in control of my life. And we try to grasp and, and manipulate things in our life. When we too humble ourselves and say, God, I actually need you. I can't conquer this sin in, in my own life on my own. I can't live this life on my own. I need your help. Have mercy on me. Have pity on me. God says, I forgive you. God says, I am with you. I give you my grace today so that you can have life and life in abundance. That you may be restored, that the body of Christ may be made whole that we can be cleansed of our sins, be renewed and restored to life in our community because sin removes us, not completely, but removes us from the presence of God because sin cuts off, not completely, but severely hampers our relationship with Christ and the church. Confession restores that. Confession brings us back and says, I, I, I bless you, I forgive you, I give you a fresh start a chance to begin again, a chance to conquer that stubborn sin in your heart, that stubborn sin in your life, to be able to make progress, to make growth, which doesn't happen on our own, but happens by the grace of God. This is the gift that God offers to each of us today, 
the, the grace of reconciliation, the grace of being welcomed again into God's family. As I was preparing for today, uh, I came across a study uh, from EWTN, you know, the Catholic network from um, uh, Mother Angelica. And this study was fascinating because in the midst of their questions that they asked of the Catholics that were polled, there uh, was some questions about confession. These statistics to me were alarming. They said that of the Catholics that were polled, only 3% go to confession once a month. Roughly 20% go maybe once a year. And 50% of Catholics that were polled never go to confession. Brothers and sisters, this is unacceptable as Catholics. To have this grace offered to us and to not uh, receive it, to not go to it, is, is not right. It is not good for us. It's not good for you. Because that relationship wants to be restored. God offers himself. Jesus gives himself to you so that you can be made new, that you can be cleansed of your sins. It, it requires of us to do the most difficult thing of humbling ourselves. But when we do so, everything works out. That burden that we carry of our sins of, of the past gets lifted away. Because Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest for your souls. And we are able to be made new. Here in Muncie, we have the incredible gift, incredible, of, of about nine hours of confession offered every week. There are some parishes that are lucky to have one. It was just uh, last week I heard about a parish of 4,000 families that had one hour of confessions on Saturday. That's not right either. We have nine hours every week for you to go receive the grace of Christ. We have the call today of when Christ says 10 were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? That invitation for us to go to the sacrament, to go and be healed. I don't care if it's been one month, um, um, a year, 20 years, 30 years, it doesn't matter. God wants to forgive you. He wants you to receive that grace. He wants you to receive new life in him and to give you himself. And so uh, there are uh, many hours, half hour of confessions before every daily mass and confessions on Saturday afternoons. We are here for you. You know this by now. That to receive this grace. If you feel like you need some more time, send one of us an email. If you don't want to go to one of us three in town, email us and we'll set something up for you to go to someone else. The point is to get to confession. And so the challenge today is to not be like those other nine who received that grace of baptism in the cleansing of their sins, but did not come back to say thank you. They did not return to Christ the priest to, to receive that forgiveness of sins. The challenge, brothers and sisters, is to get to confession within the next week, if possible, or the next month. To humble ourselves and say, Jesus, have pity on me. Jesus, my Lord and my God, have mercy on me. I come to you for forgiveness. I come to you to receive the gift of life that comes to us from the sacraments, from baptism and confession to be restored to the community 
and restored to grace and the life in Christ. So we pray together, Jesus, Son of the living God, have pity on me so that I may be restored to life in grace in you.